Welcome everybody to the next installment of the Upscale podcast. Today I'm here with Mitch and it's me, I guess, here. Hi, my name is Arena. What are we talking about today, Mitch? That was straight into it, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess. Straight into it. I like it. Uh, efficiency, let's get going. Yep. Uh, look, today, look, it comes off the back of something that I've I've been asked a lot lately. Yep. You know, uh, we have a lot of um, people talking to me out in the public and uh, within our platform, and they're asking me, you know, at what point, Mitch, do I get to automate? Like, what's the number? You know, what's the number? How much revenue do I need? How many staff members do I need? What does the business actually look like? And I yep. thought that was a really good topic for us to have a conversation about. We've had a few guys this month alone step into that space. We've had a few sales go through. And I think it's a really good thing to have a conversation around. Yep. So... What do they actually want to know exactly? Is it when can I step away or is it how much do I need to earn to step away? It's or how big does my team have to be? It's all of the above. And okay. the problem with the question is that it is different for every single person. And that's what everyone doesn't realize. And what I mean by that is you have to effectively determine what it is that you want out of life, what kind of income you want, how much money do you want to be earning, what do you want as disposable? What do you want to be able to spend things on? How lavish do you want to live? You know, all of those things matter in that equation. Do you think it also comes down a little bit to how much do you actually still want to work? I think it massively comes down to that. Mm -hmm. Automation for a lot of people means that they can fully step away and never have to work again. Yep. But for others, it might mean that they're happy to work four hours a week, 10 hours a week. For some, maybe even 20 hours a week. Yep. For a lot of people, myself included, when I get my businesses to a space of automation, it means I have the choice. That's the big part there. The business will automatically run without me, but I can still work my 40 hours, my 60, my 100, my 10, my 5, whatever I want to work, mm. and I can actually grow it and push it faster if I choose. I actually think a lot of business owners, they love to be a little bit involved still but they don't want to, like, they can't see themselves doing the same amount of hours they're doing right now. They want, a, like, more flexible, more freedom, but they still want to be involved and enjoy what they build. Yeah, look, I mean, look at just one of our members from this week. You know, last month they stepped into the point where realistically they were having a conversation with us on a couple of calls where they're like, I don't actually know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I, I don't have to be there. Like, the business is just running. Yeah. And he was at the point of stepping out. And instead of stepping out, he chose to go and purchase another business and go and put his energy into that. Yep. You know, and then we have other people that want to, you know, completely exit their business, completely automate their business, move halfway across the country and have nothing to do with it anymore. Yep. You know, so that's a really important component of it. What is it that you want out of the business? What does it give you? What gratification do you get from working in it? Now, I love growing businesses. You know, it, the vessel is unimportant. No matter what style of business it is for me, I just enjoy growing businesses. Yep. And so I don't ever want to fully step out of something that is still going through growth stages because I love that. Yep, because you're enjoying that phase of the business. Yeah. So what would you advise someone then when they ask you that question? Would you just say, okay, let's start with what do you want to earn in a year? That's the exact, that's the very first thing. <laughs> Yep. How much do you want to earn? Like realistically, for the lifestyle that you dream of and that you want, how much income do you need a year? You know, is it 150 grand a year? 
Is it 50? Is it 250? Is it 500? Is it a million? How much income do you personally want to be able to take home each year yep. and live on? Yep. Yep. And then we take that number and we put it over here. We shelf it for a second. Yep. Yep. And then we ask the next number, which is realistically with your current load, the current jobs that you're doing in the business, the current tasks and so forth, how much would we have to pay someone to 100% complete those? And it's normally going to sit somewhere between 120 up, up to around 170 if you talk about commissions and bonuses and everything. And I was on a call this morning and um, I was talking with two guys um, up in the Whit Sundays mm -hmm. who are effectively getting really close to that point. And they were saying, you know, how much would we need to pay someone to do this? And I said, look, that's the figure I gave them, around 170. And, you know, I could see their faces. I could see that mm -hmm. they were like, well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But I looked at them and I said, guys, if this means that you can step away and each take home your half a million a year, mm. are you happy with that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, then what is the problem? If we've got to pay someone a million, if we've got to pay someone 10 million and you still get what you want out of this yeah. on all accounts, time, freedom, energy, money, does it really matter? I also think in that regard, if you have that person who has the drive and you know, you're paying them more than they could probably earn somewhere else and they're doing a good job, that they're actually running someone else's business, which... You know, mm. some people would rather go and do it themselves. Yeah. So if you find that person that does that for you and you can just pay them the right amount of money, then it's definitely worth it because it allows you to step away and achieve that freedom. And I think it's super important for everyone to, when, if you have that person that has the drive and the need and the want to grow your business or run, not even grow, but just, you know, run your business and grow like a little bit. They don't have to do mass massive steps. But if you have that person, like you, you want to look after them. You want to keep them there. You want them happy. So they are happy and you are happy at the same time. Yeah. If you look at your business like a baby mm -hmm. yep, and your team like the community, yep, you want to take care of the team, your community, so that they can effectively help you raise and nurture your baby so that you don't have to always be the one doing everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and that for me is why I always say team is the most important thing in your business. Yep. Because if you take care of them, they will take care of your clients. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, that will take care of you. Yep. I definitely think the team is the biggest asset. Yep. Definitely. So, you know, now we've, we've got a number for that. How much do we have to pay someone mm -hmm. to effectively do what you do? Yep. And let's call it 150. And let's just say that you wanted to earn 300. Yep. We take those numbers, we put them together. Yeah, four fifty. Four fifty. Now we might also want to add a third number. Maybe, maybe we want the company to still make a certain amount of profit. Yeah, yeah. Because we're thinking maybe down the track we might want to sell, and therefore that in itself will make it more of an attractive buying option yep. for an investor. But yes, they are going to add back in other things. But let's just say we still want the company to make a certain percentage. Yep. We're going to grab that number and we're going to put all of those together. Okay, and let's just say that that number equals seven hundred thousand. Let's just okay. say that's what it equals. Yep. Okay. Then realistically, we want to grab that number and look at how much profit each of our billable resources can make us each year. Yep. Yep. And let's just use a really simple number here for like, like easiness. Let's just, is that even a word? Easiness? Simplicity. For ease. For for simplicity. ease. <laughs> okay. So let's just say that each billable resource makes us $70,000. 
then based on that, we are going to need 10 staff, yep, making us $70,000 each year to be able to hit that $700,000. Yep. That gives you the number, the profit number the company needs to be at before you can effectively step away on a mathematical basis. Yep. Yep. Now let's let's use another example just for really quick so that everyone here can understand this. Maybe you only want to earn 150. Yep. And you're going to pay someone 150 and you only want the company to make 100. Yep. Now we're sitting at 400,000. Yep. yep. On this example, if each person can generate over the year $100,000, mm-hmm. we only need four billable resources to hit that. Yeah. And that's why when people say, how many staff do I need? It's got nothing to do with that. It has, there's so many variables. Yep. How much, what are your profit margins? Yep. Yep. What are you able to, as a revenue, get from each client, each staff member? How, how much do you want to earn? Yep. There's so many different things in here. There's a little bit of the factor on how much admin load there is too um, and how effectively, I mean, that comes back, ties back in with your profit margins because you would include that already. Of course, yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that you will only have four staff maybe. It no, might it mean that you have billables. four billable yes. resources. So this is really important to understand that difference between a billable resource or a billable staff member and a non-billable staff member. Yeah. And now, so if that's the mathematical side of it, mm-hmm. the next thing that normally comes up is, and I think it's a really important thing to be aware of this, is that there's there's three things, three things that normally are, are big points around this. Yep. And I think you've mentioned one of them. Okay. And it's realistically, how much do you actually want to still be involved in this business? Yep. The second one that you have to become comfortable with, and we'll, we'll talk about these a little bit more after we tally them out, checklist them out. But the second one, okay, is effectively what is the fear that's going to come up? What is the what are the things that are going to arise for you mm. emotionally when you go and do this? Because if you've spent seven years building something and you're about to go and hand your baby off and step away, stuff's going to come up for you on an emotional level. So it's really mind, really important that you be mindful of that and that you prepare yourself for that because the worst thing that you can do is come back in and start to helicopter and micromanage mm-hmm. that person that you've entrusted in that position and then they leave. Yeah. yeah. Because then you've lost that asset that you've spent so much time working with to get them to that point. What's the what's the whole point now? Yeah. And you basically achieve your goal, but by doing that, you basically start again and have to find that person again. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that happen. The amount of times that I have consulted for businesses that are at that point where that owner then, and I have to sit there and be like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And then it all comes crumbling down. So yeah. for anyone out there that's at this point, maybe it's within the next six months, 12 months for you. I cannot stress heavily enough. You need to work out how you're going to manage the stuff that comes up for you there. Yeah. Where your own self-worth lies. I think for me in this space, it's a good idea to practice. It is a great (laughs) idea to practice. And this is the third point. Okay. Is that you cannot expect it to be instant. Yes. You have to look at it over a process. So a great example was the two guys I was speaking with this morning. Mm-hmm. I said to them, guys, you are mathematically six months away mm. from getting there and systematically bringing all the systems in and everything. We're six months away. Yep. And they're like, woohoo. And I'm like, yeah, but that six months point is when we're going to start the removal process. Yep. It's where you're going to start to step out for maybe a Friday. 
Yeah. Then maybe a Friday and a Thursday. Yeah. Then maybe you're going to go and have a week off. Then maybe you're going to go and have a Thursday, Friday, and a Wednesday off. And then you're going to take two weeks off. And we're going to do that for three months. And things will come up. And they have to. <clears throat> and I want them to. I and it's, want yep, things it's good. to go wrong. It's good when they go wrong then yep. because that will actually highlight any weaknesses in the systems that you've built and allow you to make it better. And I also always think, okay, what if a key staff member was to fall away? How can we teach a new staff member fairly quickly what you've put in place? These guys have a great system. Yep. It's great. Is What they do is they have their own internal company training program yep. for department leaders. Yep. Yep. And they run a Tuesday or a Monday night, two-hour training block every month where they actually bring all the top-level guys in plus the person in training to go up there if they ever need to. Mm-hmm. And they do a two-hour training session on business, not on technical training, but on business so that they have these department leaders who are all running their department really well, mm. but also each one of them can individually step up into an operations manager space or a general manager space yep. if need be. Yep. It's like they've got their, their Barcelona, but they've got their theatre club down here ready to take on if there's an injury to one of the key players up here. I just zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. That's okay. No. Okay, so we've got the top sporting team. <laughs> yes. And their reserve team. Yes. Yep, ready to, Perfect. here we go, a better analogy for you. We've got the Rock Gods ACDC yes. up here. Yeah, now we go. we've got ACDC tribute band yep. down here. Okay. And one of them can cover the lead guitar if the lead guitarist of ACDC goes down. I think we got it all covered now. Okay, good. I'm glad you understand. Yeah, I know. I got it. Um, I actually quite like that. And what a great business to work for, right? Yeah. Because even if you're just starting out, your apprentices will see, or, you know, even just like a, a tradesperson that sort of just is new to what they're doing, they just finished their apprenticeship. They can see that there is a way to move up and achieve goals and get better and learn for when they maybe want to do that themselves. But it's not all, oh, you, you, like we don't want you to know the secrets. Yes. We actually want you to be the best version that you can be in a workplace and we make sure that you can advance. And a lot of people actually like that because they like a challenge. They like to improve themselves. They like to climb a ladder or at least have a goal that they work towards. And if you can give them that goal, um, you actually create a team that where everyone feels quite, what's that word that I'm looking for? Um, connected. Connected, but also like they've achieved something. Yes. Or they inspired. inspired. Yeah. Yes. I actually, I think that everyone wants that. Mm. I don't think there's anyone. And look, some people know don't want to climb the ladder as high or as fast, but everyone likes to know that they're in a place where they can essentially earn more yeah. if they want. There is the opportunity to earn more than they currently earn. Or just improve. I, I know a lot of people who said, I left that space because there was nowhere for me to go. Yeah. So just even not like knowing there's a ceiling yeah. will get people to get bored. I think you just corrected me on a really great point there. When I say earn more, and that's not initially what I meant. When I say earn more, what I should have said or what I should have meant was earn more on a monetary space, mm-hmm. earn more time, earn more education, yep. earn, gain something. But they're in a position where they can gain something, whether it be more money, career title, 
um, information, whatever it be. Yeah. I think it's really important that as business owners, we understand that we spend eight hours a day or eight hours a day of someone's life is in our business. Yeah. And we have a responsibility to, um, to, to look at that as we are probably the biggest mentors in most people's lives that work for us. There's, there's no one else that they spend more time with than yeah. us. Because, yeah, you because work together five days a week. You work together five days a week. So create a space where you are showing people that they can grow, they can learn, they can move forward in life. Yep. Um, okay, let's just look at someone who has then achieved automation. They've gone through their testing phase and they are now stepping out. They're doing as many hours as they want. Let's call it they're still involved mm -hmm. but not full-time. There's no need. There's no need. Yep. So what happens if someone leaves? This is a big thing, actually. This is either a succession planning for an external or succession planning for an internal or succession planning for you. Now, what I mean by that is you, if you are the solution, it means that you come back into the business for a period of time. Yep and have to deal with whatever's going on until someone either external or internal is able to step up into that space and take the reins. Now, personally, I would never actually advise that's the strategy that you work with. Mm -hmm. It might be the fail safe, yep. but that's never the strategy that you, you sit in that with and, and go, yep, that's what we're going to do. Okay. Because if you have to sit in that space with that feeling, what it means is that you could be sitting over in, Anywhere. You could be over in the Maldives, hanging out, having, you know, a pina colada on the beach, and that person calls you and says you've got to go. Yep, you've they've left and you've got to go back and sort it. That means that you still never really sit at full ease yep. with a solution for it. You're always waiting, like, oh, my gosh, what if they leave? What if they leave? Yep. So I always advise the internal route. You should always have, like we said before, someone in training, mm -hmm. a 2IC, a second in charge. You know, we have a, a captain. Yep. And then we have the navigator. Okay. Yep. Or who, what's the second in charge on a ship? I don't know. Who knows? We've got your Commodore and your captain, whatever it is. But anyway, we've always got someone that can, you know, take the wheel and, and start turning and start doing what needs to be done and, and lead the team in the absence of the operations manager in yep. this example. So you always want to make sure that you have your ops manager and you have someone in training, just like the guys up the coast do, Yep. To be able to step up into that position as if nothing happened. And then when someone steps up, another person goes into their position and they be going training. Yep. Yep. Now the external solution could be that you have someone externally that you know of. Now I did this for a company once. Yep. So it was a company that I ended up owning, mm -hmm. but realistically the leader of the company who was managing five separate locations came down with cancer, mm -hmm. got quite sick. And he had to completely step out of the business. Yep. Now he was also the owner, but he was the managing director. And yep. so he had to step out. And so what he did was I was the external person who had been in the wings, always knowing what was going on in that business, had been completely kept up to date with everything. I came in and stepped in and took over his position overnight mm -hmm. as if nothing happened. And the company grew tenfold over the next five years. And that was the plan. That's exactly how we rolled. Yep. Yeah, but you always need a plan of action that happens and that's triggered if worst case scenario occurs. Yeah. Um, I think it, it ties it all back together. It's like what to do, how to get there, what to look for, like, you know, keeping the emotions in check, check, 
having a plan for what happens when you actually step out and how to deal with what comes up. Um, and then also um, have a fail safe, like have a plan like around your fears, maybe do some fear settings um, or fear setting, how Tim Ferriss calls it. When you look through worst case scenarios, what is the worst that could happen? And if that happens, what do I, what do I do? Yep. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. Uh, till next time. See ya. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.